Good morning and top of the morning to the saints of the Most High God. This is Bishop coming at you at 5 a.m. on October 20th. October 20th. And so this is the day that the Lord has made. In it, we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. I thank the Lord for the power that he's invested in us, given us the authority to command the morning. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to come together. We're going to declare the word of the Lord, discuss the word of the Lord. We're going to spend some time in prayer. And what we say, we have confidence, number one, that God will hear us. And because God will hear us, it will come to pass. And so, good morning, number one, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Good morning to God our Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I want to say also good morning to the saints of the Most High God that's on the line this morning, our intercessors. Good morning to every man of God, every woman of God that is on the line this morning. And this morning we have with us Sister Tracy George. She will be sharing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests with us this morning. Sister Tracy, how are you? I'm well, Bishop. Thanks for asking. How are you this morning? I am doing well also. I love it. You said you're well. Third John says that where the scripture says, Beloved, I wish above all things you may prosper and be in health even as that soul prosper. The Amplified Bible says, that you will um, be well and keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prosper. And so I'm paraphrasing the scripture, but I thank God that that scripture talks about being well in the arena of the soul, which will cause you to be well in your physical body. And so we pray this morning that you all are well in your physical body, that no illness that will try to come up against you have power and authority to overtake you this morning. We have with us a son of the house that will be doing our devotion this morning, and that is Minister Kendall. Minister Kendall, how are you doing this morning? Hey, hey, good morning, Bishop. Good morning, everyone on the prayer call. I am doing very well this morning. Thank you for asking. All right. Tracy's doing well. You're doing very well. So we all doing good this morning, y'all. Y'all hear that? And I pray you all are doing very well also. And so, Father, we honor you today, and we bless you. We magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise. For, Lord God, this is the day that you have made. We're rejoicing. We're being glad in it. Father, we thank you for your mercy we thank you for your goodness, because you said your goodness and your mercy endureth forever. And so, Father, right now, our hearts and our minds are set to focus on you. That's why we're up this morning. Many of us, we've been waiting. We couldn't sleep during the night. And, Father, I believe that's an indication that you want to speak to our hearts. And so, Father, speak to our hearts. As we lay before you, Lord God, in your presence at your altar, bring about an alteration and transformation in our lives. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Minister Kendall. All right. Thank you, Bishop. All right. All right. You all, it's devotion time. Um, this morning, my assignment comes out of Second Chronicles 7, 
Proverbs 14 through 16. We'll be reading from the New King James Version. Here we go. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Amen. So in this narrative, God tells Solomon that he will dwell in the temple and Solomon's prayers are being answered here. So as we dig deep into this um, devotional today, we're going to be talking about five points, okay? It's very important that we humble ourselves. It's very important that we pray. It's very important that we seek God. It's very important that we turn, okay? And we're going to talk about our fifth point, which is forgiveness. So let's dive right into it. God commands us that we humble ourselves, you all. You know, as humans, we can be so full of pride, right? There's so much of ourselves that need to die. We need to die to our flesh, right? We need to die to the things of the world. We need to die to the things that keep us from the things of Christ, right? We don't want our flesh to rule our lives. We are self-centered beings, and that's just what it is. So we have to make an extra effort that we don't put ourselves first, okay? We need to humble ourselves. James 4 and 6 um, says that, God gives us more grace, right? God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So it's very important that we humble ourselves. We're going to talk about that a little more going forward. Topic two we're going to be talking about is prayer, right? Prayer shouldn't be a, a scary thing, you all. We're on the prayer call right now. Prayer is communication with God, right? God wants to communicate with us. We need to communicate with God. We, we are to use God's word when we pray, and we are to pray by faith. Colossians 1 and 9 tells us that. For this reason, we we also, since today we heard it, we do not cease to pray, right? And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, in all spiritual understanding. Amen. So the author here is telling us to, to pray, right? Pray for your soul, that it be in the will of God, right? A, a deep soul searching type of prayer is what is being talked about here, that your life will reflect the things of God, right? Now, we're also going to be talking about seeking God's face, right? We want to seek God's face, not his hand. Um, the best way to describe this, again, is, is to humble yourself, okay? Humbling yourself. Get on, get on your face, right? When's the last time you got on your face and really humbled yourself before God? When's the last time you got on your knees before God, right? It's important that we dwell, we reflect, we seek, we look to, right? It's very important that we have, like, we have his glory in the forefront of our thoughts at all ways. It's very important that we seek God not his hand. All right, our next point, which is vitally important, is, is, is the turning part, right? We're going to spend some time here. Turn from your wicked ways, right? Let's get an understanding here. People think that wicked ways are, you know, merely about killing or, or doing some outlandish things. But really, what this principle here is telling us is that we need to turn from the things that offend God, right, which is sin. Sin is something that God cannot overlook. God is holy. God is righteous. God is full of glory. He's sinless, right? That's just who he is. So sin cannot dwell in his presence. So it's very important that we turn from our wicked ways. We turn from whatever it is that offends God. Only you know what it is that you do that offends God. It's very important that we get it right in these last days, you all. Humility is very important here. So it seems like people have a hard time with humility, right? We just, we just got done with, uh, with, 
with a time of prayer and fasting. That was that was a time of of, of humility, right? So that's that's what we must do going forward. We must humble ourselves in the face of God, right? We've been studying the, the topic of the turning point, right? We're in a turning point right now, globally. We're in a turning point spiritually. We're in a turning point personally. A perfect example of a turning point in one's life is when they repent, right? Repent means to to turn, to have a change of heart, to have a change of mind. That's exactly what God is getting, is trying to get us to understand in these last days is that we need to turn our hearts back to him, right? No one is excluded from this. You can be the most senior member of our church, right, and still be far from God in your heart. So it's very important. God is trying to get us to turn, turn, turn from that old way of thinking, turn from that old way of behaving, turn from that old way of speaking, and turn back to God, turn back to God's righteousness, which is his way of doing things, right? We must repent. We must repent corporately. It's the last, like, uh, honestly, um, when's the last time you snitched on yourself? I remember growing up, uh, you know, it was, repenting in my mind was, was always like, oh, man, I'm telling, I'm telling on myself. I'm, I'm telling God, you know, my, my innermost um, difficulties or what have you. I'm trying to get it right. So I, I'm asking you all on, on the call today, when's the last time you snitched on yourself? When's the last time you fully repented? Have you told God everything, right? But <laughs> the thing about it is that God already knows everything you've done. knows everything you've done. He knows everything you're getting ready to do, but he wants you to commune with him. He wants you to confess it. He wants you to get his help in order for you to get it right. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So it's very important that we have to be sincere with God and really tell him what we're dealing with. Again, this is going back to humility, you all. So God wants us to face ourselves as we go in this turn. He wants us to admit our sin, confess how much we truly need him. Right. We aren't perfect and we never will be. That's just straight up and down facts. That's why it's important that we repent daily. And that's why it's very important that we acknowledge our savior. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeshua. Right. Who died for our sins, who, who paid the debt that we owe. So, you know, don't go out digging yourself into more debt by habitually sinning. You all. So it's very important as we turn. Understand that life starts when you truly repent. I'll say that again. Life starts when you truly repent. You begin to live a life in the fullness of God when you repent. You begin to live the life that God ordained and intended for you to live. Matthew 6.33 says, when, you, when we seek God first in his righteousness, all things will be added unto us, right? This principle is telling us that once we, once we seek God in his way of doing things, which is righteousness, right, then will we experience the fullness of life and the fullness of God and what he has ordained for us. So, we must seek the way of the most high God. We must seek the ancient path, right? The world we live in today seems like they literally go out of their way to pollute our minds, right? especially in the minds of our children. It's important today more than ever that we guard our children up in prayer, you all, right? The enemy is after them like never before. So as parents, as guardians, you know, community leaders, um, you know, it's, it's our charge to instill righteousness into the youth that are within our reach, I was a little bit off on the tangent, but this, this is real here. The world is telling them that, you know, they can do the exact opposite of the word of God. So supporting that, you know, as as leaders, as parents, as guardians, that we renew our minds so that we can then help steer and usher in this next generation. Romans 12, 2 tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That you, know, you may prove what is the good, the acceptable and perfect will of God. Right. So who's going to tell the kids the truth? 
will you breathe the gap between the word of God and the youth? Or will you just be a guilty bystander that watches this generation go to hell on the conveyor belt? Like, it's very important, you all. We have to get in the game. We have to renew our mind. We have to turn. I'm intentional about my words this morning because um, it's, a, it's a spirit of urgency right now, you all. Like, like we said, it's October 20th. Time is flying. People are dying. What impact are you making in these last days? Okay. I'm just going to leave that right there. The final additional point is forgiveness, you all. When God forgives, he hears from heaven. Now that our hearts are clear when we repent from sin, we can now hear from God, and God can hear from heaven. God hears from heaven when you pray with a pure heart. Right? Our, hearts, um, our, our prayers are very precious to God. God wants to hear from us. Right? It's very important that we, we don't seek his face. We, excuse me, we don't seek his hand. We seek his face. It's very important that we worship God. And these, these seem to be like simple things, but in reality, they really please God. And it's, it's beautiful to do things that, that please God, to be in that place that pleases God is where we want to be. We are to humble ourselves. We are to pray, seek his face, turn from those things that offend God. It's then that God hears from heaven. Okay? We're in a turn, you all. So as I close this morning, in, 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 in conclusion, we must humble ourselves once again. We must pray. We must seek his face. We must turn from our ways. And God will forgive us and hear from heaven, heal our land, right? Then we will receive his presence. There's nothing like having the presence of God in our lives. There's nothing greater than that. There's nothing like waking up every day with new grace, new mercy. And that's what we're experiencing right now in this prayer call, new grace, new mercy. So let's embrace it today, you all. Let's make today count. In my close, I'm going to read Numbers 6, 24 to 25, which says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. We say that prayer for you all today as, as we go forth. Love you all, and thank you for the time. Amen. At this time, Sister Tracy George will come with our prayer request. We have a prayer request from Victoria, um, Veronica Parker, who is requesting prayer for Ed Hunt who has an infection and blockage um, from from the stents um, by a cancerous tumor. Father God, we just bless and glorify your name. And first and foremost, thank you um, for giving us this opportunity to pray for Ed Hunt. We send God's word to Ed Hunt right now in the name of Jesus. Psalms 107 and 20, you sent forth your word and delivered and healed him from destruction. We pray this Psalms 107 and 20 over all the um, prayers that are needed for healing Mary Parker, uh, Frank Parker, Diana Hunt, in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Father, for forgiveness for all unrighteousness over these families in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you will heal their hearts, mind, and soul, Father. We ask that you will strengthen these families in the name of Jesus. By the power and authority given to us through Jesus Christ, we speak to this cancerous tumor, infection, blockage. We command it to leave Ed Hunt's body in the name of Jesus. We speak total restoration and healing right now to Ed Hunter. Be healed, man of God, in Jesus' name. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed in Jesus' name. We pray to you, Jehovah Rapha, to cleanse, to restore, to cover, to keep, to redeem, to renew. We thank you, Lord God, for total healing and restoration 
over um, Diana, Ed, Frank, and um, Mary in the name of Jesus. God, we give you praise and glory for healing these people in the name of Jesus. We speak strength and encouragement to them in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and give you praise, God. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to move to harbor over their lives in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of fear. But God is not giving them a spirit of fear over uh, Frank Parker, the Hunt family, in the name of Jesus. We trust your word, God, that you will give them power, love, and and a sound mind. And we thank you for sound mind. We thank you for the power of love. We know love conquers all, O Lord. We thank you, Lord, for total healing and restoration in the lives of these families, Lord. We just bless your name. We speak the word. Holy Spirit, move. Plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, O God. Protect them, O God, in the name of Jesus, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for the testimony that will come forth out of their lives, O God. And we thank you, Father, that they'll give you the praise and the glory. We give you the praise and the glory for healing these families. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you you, Father. We thank you, God, that you are a gracious God and a mighty God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And we have a praise report. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, uh, The Walker family is thanking God for the salvation of a family member who they say, they're reporting that this person is saved for real. He's reading the word of God. He's thirsting after righteousness. He is ready to live a consecrated life. And we just rejoice for his salvation. We thank you, God, for this praise report. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we look for and receive more praise reports of people getting saved and set free and healing um, um, testimonies. We bless your name, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited. Hallelujah. And we thank you for this praise report. We pray continued blessing for the Walker family. God be with them. In the name of Jesus, we pray amen and amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for the praise reports for salvation. We come also in agreement with the prayer requests, and we declare it's done in the name of Jesus. You know, on on, on Sunday after service in our Oakland campus, one of the police officers that brings uh, young men to church, he's in a program called the OK Program in the city of Oakland, and the OK Program in the city of Oakland works with young men in the Unified School District. And I believe they're doing a wonderful job. So he's been bringing these young men to church on Sunday. On this past Sunday, five of those young men came to my office and received salvation. We want to thank God for that. But in the process of these young men coming to church, receiving salvation, I got I received some information on yesterday that the school district, for some reason, want to stop the program and not allow the police officers to be in the school. I think that's the enemy. And uh, I believe we need to stand against it. These young men in the inner city, probably the majority of them are living um, low-income families, single-parent families in poverty, need a fighting chance to fulfill purpose, a fighting chance to um, rise above uh, 
the mundane, rise above mediocrity in life. And I believe that's what the church needs to stand for. And so, Father, this morning we lift up Officer Isaac. We lift up the OK program in the city of Oakland. And, Father, we declare that by your sovereign hand you will overturn the decisions of those who made the decision to pull the officers out of the school. Father, allow them to look at the facts. Allow them to look at the success rate. Allow them to look at all the change that has taken place since this program has existed. Whatever unrighteousness, whatever power of darkness has interfered with your light and your plan, we ask, Father God, for it to be removed. You said no weapon formed shall prosper, but every tongue that's risen against him in judgment is condemned and proven to be wrong. Father, we thank you that it stops prospering right now and that your plan for the school district, your plan for humanity, your plan for these young men and young women, your plan will prevail over any plan of darkness. We declare it and we decree it. We declare that more young people will come into the kingdom of God, come into the knowledge of truth, be saved by the blood of the Lamb, and we thank you for it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, Minister Kendall has done a wonderful job helping us understand um, what took place in dealing with the narrative of Solomon making sacrifices on the altar of God or dedicating the temple because that's what he was actually doing, dedicating the temple, which is called Solomon's Temple, and in the process, the power of God and the Spirit of God manifest himself. As God manifests himself to Solomon, he told Solomon his key things concerning him putting sacrifices upon the altar, key things about his people. Number one, if the people would humble themselves. It's the first point that Minister Kendall dealt with, hum humbling ourselves before God. And that's the only one I really want to touch on. It, it, it's key. If you plan on making a turn, you cannot do it without humility, without bringing yourself low, without understanding that when it comes to God that we're insignificant. We need God. God doesn't need us. Let's, let's make sure we understand that. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, because we're dealing with humility, in the book of Proverbs, the 16th chapter, I want to read verse 17, 18, and 19 to you. It says, The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. He who guards his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Better it is to be of humble spirit with the meek and poor than to divide the spoils with the proud. So humility is key. 
The Bible also tells us from the book of James, God gives more grace to the humble. And we're so desperately in need of the grace of God manifesting itself in our life. When you've humbled yourself before God, you will pray automatically. Prayer, it's impossible to pray without seeking the face of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that all these things shall be added unto us. As we do these things, you can't help but turn. Turn to God. Really repent before God. Really allow God to begin to examine your life and tell you about you. You know, some time ago, someone wrote a song about staring at the man in the mirror and how he was in desperate need of changing his ways. The Bible gives reference to the Word of God as a mirror. It calls it the perfect law of liberty. When we look into the perfect law of liberty, we should begin to see our imperfections. And as we see those imperfections by looking at ourselves through the lens of the Father's perspective, we should begin to make corrections. Make corrections. Because it's through the perfect law of liberty we transform. That's what the Word of God does. That's the process of being the sacrifice laid on the altar of God. It's on the altar we're altered. It's on the altar we're transformed. And we become what the Father desired us to be. Before we bring our prayer time to a close this morning, I want to go back to Minister Kendall and see if he has any closing remarks. Minister Kendall. All right. Thank you, Bishop. I actually do not have any closing remarks. You you summed the devotion up very well. Very important that we humble ourselves, and in humbling ourselves, everything else will fall into place. Um, I don't have any closing remarks outside of just giving encouragement to the body of Christ. I just want to read John sixteen thirty three with you all. Um, it says that in the world you will have tribu- uh, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So you all, no matter what we face in life, we like I said, we're in a turn. But just understand, Christ has already overcome the world. Christ is within our hearts, so that means that we're going to overcome the world as well. So stay encouraged, you all. That's all I have, Bishop. Thank you so much for that, and that's key because. Christ has overcome. And if Christ lives in you, you are an overcomer. I understand sometimes you don't feel like you're an overcomer because of the things that you face, the challenges that you go through. And I believe a lot of things we go through, they're tests before the promotion. They're emotional tests, attitude tests, all these different types of things. Checking our response to certain things. And some things you don't need to even respond to. Sometimes it's better to just be quiet and let the, God, the plan of God 
unfold itself. Because the Bible tells us all things work together for good for those that love God and those that are according, called according to his purpose. And you have to know without a shadow of a doubt, it is working together for your good. You can put your faith down on that. And if you're going through something this morning, you're going through um, some challenges in your relationship, you're going through maybe some sickness in your body, I declare it's going to work together for your good. God's going to turn that situation in your favor. Declare that with me this morning. The situation that I'm going through, God is going to turn it in my favor. Now, let the process begin and go through the process and watch God turn it around for your good. May God give you all traveling grace and mercy as you travel today. I boldly declare that as we step out of the doors of our home into the arena called life, we will step out victorious. Long before we get out, we we declaring that we're going to win today. Today is a day for the W. Regardless of what you're you're going to deal with today, it's not going to overcome you. You're going to overcome it. And so I declare in the name of Jesus that ministering angels have gone out before you to take you to your destination and back home safely, that no sickness, harm, or danger will come near you or the vehicles you're traveling in, whether it's automobile, bike, train, or airplane. I declare you're going to get to your destination back home safely in Jesus' name. Psalms 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. Are we rejoicing this morning? Come on, make this confession of faith with me this morning. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I'm more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. We declare that over you today. You're more than a conqueror. You're a world overcomer. Make today great by making today count. God bless you all. We'll see you all soon. Pastor Adrian and I, we love you so much. This is Sister Tracy, Minister Kendall, and Bishop. We are signing off this morning. Let us open the line.